Hey everyone, welcome to the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We've had some great interviews past episodes. You heard from the teams behind Pixel Vault, Art Blocks, Robotos, the Doge Pound, Oni Force, Crypto Dads, Wall Street Bulls, Sappy Seals, and more. We also did an NFT giveaway and we got more giveaways and NFT merch planned for the future. On today's episode, Brian and I are going to be talking all the latest news and mints in NFT land and providing you guys with the education and the stories that we know and that we'd love to talk to you guys about. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. This is The Roadmap. What's up, everyone? Yeah, as you heard me say, this is the Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by FTX US, one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs with no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer. And the FTX US trading platform also offers Ethereum and Solana uh, NFTs, no gas fees. You can find out more by clicking on the link in the description below and also pinned to the chat and sign up for an account to get started. So again, a big shout out to our friends at FTX for sponsoring today's episode Without further ado, I think it's time to bring on my co-host, Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, having tech issues again, so we're in the living room one more time. One more again. You know, it feels like a Monday with all the issues going on. It's not. It's Wednesday. (laughs) It's hump day. Uh, For anyone who tuned in yesterday, you may have heard me say that we were going to have an interview today. We have a change of plans, but that doesn't mean that the show stops, right? The roadmap goes on no matter what. Um, So no interview today, Brian, but we're going to break down some news and take a look at some projects. But on that interview front, I I just want to tease a little bit. Not going to drop the names yet, Brian, but over the next couple weeks, maybe we'll do some hints, some clues. But I'm getting pretty excited about some of these guests that we are booking. I mean, I've already been able to talk to some of the top teams out there, but you take a look at like the top 30, top 25 NFT projects by all time. And at least two that are in the top 30 have interviews scheduled on the roadmap coming up soon. So Brian, uh, you know, without dropping the names here, uh, are you getting pretty excited for some of these upcoming interviews? I mean, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Some are going to be big. It's going to be big. Huge. You do not want to miss them for sure. Yeah. I mean, as Brian said, they're big, they're huge. And then also a reminder tomorrow we have the flower girls coming on. That is a very exciting uh, female led project. Um, you know, again, those projects are getting a, a ton of attention. They recently signed a media deal with Dolphin Entertainment. Uh, You know, the potential of a TV show, movies, more entertainment products. 
Uh, really cool, really exciting artwork. We took a look at it uh, yesterday, I believe, in the news. Um, but stay tuned. Tomorrow, we do have that interview coming up with the Flower Girls. Uh, Brian, well, let's kick it off into the news today. And this one's pretty exciting because, again, as someone you know, who works for Benzinga. I've covered, you know, the stock market with Benzinga. I also covered the stock market for other financial news sites. I'm always excited when we kind of see the bridge from stocks to NFTs or stocks to crypto. And today we got an announcement that public.com is acquiring Otis. And if you don't know what Otis is, Otis is one of the uh, fractional investing sites. So they offer NFTs, art and collectibles, similar to collectible and rally, um, NFT, sports cards, sports memorabilia, cars, um, and other products. Well, public offers stock trading and crypto investing. So pretty soon, Brian, we're going to have one platform, public, where you will be able to set up an account. You'll be able to buy stocks, crypto, NFTs, sports memorabilia, and more. I, I mean, that seems like a pretty big deal that we're getting, you know, all of this uh, into one platform. What do you think of this news? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty big. Um, having everything in one place is always uh, exciting. And one of my favorite things I, I like uh, <clears throat> whenever you find a new tool to use, be it NFT, stock trading or anything that incorporates everything that you use on a daily basis. It's it's like Christmas and it's my favorite thing ever is to find these tools or create them. So I've, I'm all about it. Yeah. And I mean, again, for, for those of you who don't know, fractional investing, uh, again, is kind of opening up a, a new wave of investors to the NFT space, right? So take a, a big NFT, for example, like a board ape. So I can't buy a board ape, right? But I have this you know, thesis or belief that the price of board apes is going to go up over the next couple of years. So I want a piece of that pie. Well, I can mm -hmm. get onto a platform like, you know, Rally, Collectible, Otis, um, and I can buy shares in a board ape, right? So on my Rally portfolio, Brian, I own stakes in, I think, like five board apes now, a mutant ape, uh, two crypto punks. And I feel like something else. Um, I think I missed out on the doodles when that was on there. They do have a yeah, world have of a women co coming myself. this week. I, oh, you got the chromey squiggle. Yeah, I, I missed out on that. They did Damien Hurst um, recently too. Uh, so I got to take a look at Otis um, and check out what NFTs they have on there. I know they actually did one, uh, a sale of one of Grimes, um, you know, Elon Musk, uh, ex-girlfriend, uh, her NFT on Otis um, and some others, but Fractional investing is really cool because, again, it's bringing, you know, people who don't have the the money to get into a big project, the opportunity to kind of invest along. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Well, Brian, what do you think of this uh, news item that you just shared with me? I was trying to flip through it. Um, if we can pull that up. So Adobe out with news, tapping Polygon to scale NFT functionality. Uh, in Behance social platform. I love this line here. The integration will allow Behance users to mint directly onto OpenSea while avoiding higher fees on Ethereum. Brian, what do you make of this news? So I just saw it too, and that's why I, um, <clears throat> right when I linked it to you, um, 
it, it's really, really cool because this is going to open up the window to a ton of creators. And I don't know if anyone or I'm sure a lot of people uh, on here know what Adobe is, have used Photoshop or used um, something like Premiere Pro or anything. If you do any content creation or any digital um, art or anything like that, you know what Adobe is and you've probably used their software. This definitely uh, opens the doors to a lot more um, artists and we'll see a lot more creativity coming from the Adobe ecosystem um, because with, of course, with Polygon, you have very, very little gas fees, almost uh, really, really fast, almost instant transactions, you know, kind of depending. Um, but also you have um, a more reason to kind of get into Polygon uh, slash Matic because Adobe is probably the number one resource and uh, tool that creators use. So you are going to you're opening the floodgates to millions and millions of content creators and now giving them a uh, opportunity to tokenize their work to, um, you know, maybe make something for their own community. It's just it's the, the possibilities are endless. This is really, really cool and big news, in my opinion. Yeah. I, and you said a lot there, Brian, right? Adobe. Um, of course, the owner of Photoshop, that's huge, huge um, platform. Uh, I think you're spot on. We're going to see more artists using this. And, you know, that has been one of kind of the, the drawbacks of OpenSea, right, is it's very heavy on Ethereum. Um, and there's so many other blockchains that people can use. Um, of course, our sponsor, FTX, you know, offers Solana and uh, Ethereum NFTs. Um, and when the Coinbase platform launches, you know, there's talks that they're going to include several different blockchains. So now, you know, this kind of integration with Polygon on OpenSea, and again, it's not, you know, officially from OpenSea, but the fact that you'll be able to, you know, mint directly with Polygon, I just think that's huge. And I was taking a look, it looks like Matic is up about 3% today. Um, you know, not sure if it's related to this news or just overall strength. But Polygon is one of those coins, um, you know, that's starting to be more and more used in the NFT space. I know DraftKings, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. DraftKings, one of the leaders in sports betting. They're going to use Polygon for their upcoming NFTs that they're going to release next year, kind of almost like as a fantasy football platform um, and a sports NFT. And yeah. a lot you know, of people just don't really realize that. Um, it does your your project does not have to be on the ethereum blockchain to be successful and we've seen that we're, we're seeing a bunch of projects in the top 10 that are not on ethereum um and they're actually on things like avalanche and um you know different blockchains like flow and stuff like that where you have top shots but people i think people like the name recognition when it comes to ethereum but I think soon we're going to see this like in inoperability where, you know, it doesn't matter what blockchain you're on, you can talk to different ones, but hopefully what we're going to beat this stigma that if it's not Ethereum, it means nothing or it's a scam, blah, 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 because there's scams everywhere. But Ethereum isn't the only blockchain that needs to be used. There's so many different ones. There's a lot of um, there's quicker ones. There's less fee ones, as as we can see. And just because something's not Ethereum doesn't mean it's successful. And the people behind it are are cheap or anything like that. You know that they're looking out for their community, their users, and their use case is all different for each blockchain. So 
just always keep that in mind. Just because it's not on Ethereum doesn't mean that it's going to be a badass, really awesome project. Yeah. And, you know, Brian, along with that, uh, you know, lower transaction fees coming from Polygon. But the other takeaway here, too, is they have a lower carbon footprint. And that's something mm -hmm. that kind of comes and goes in the the crypto and the nft space right sometimes we get this hot debate of you know is crypto bad for the environment are nfts bad for the environment but you, you take a look at polygon versus ethereum where you have you know lower fees and you also have you know lower carbon footprint it seems kind of like a win-win there um you know along the the esg um you know morality uh so to speak here agreed all right. Well, thanks for sharing that, Brian. Again, that's that's pretty big news. We'll uh, keep an eye on that. See if we can, you know, find more details on what exactly that means. Maybe what OpenSea has to say, um, you know, because OpenSea is always so responsive, right? But uh, anyways, um, wanted to take a look at some projects today. And again, if you're here. If you've never been uh, a viewer or a listener of the roadmap, we're here to talk, you know, education, but also highlight some upcoming projects. Go ahead and smash that like right now if you're here. Um, and also let us know you're here watching live if you are in the chat by leaving a comment. And then maybe also let us know a project under 0.25 Ethereum. Uh, floor price that you are looking at or one that has not minted and maybe we'll try to get to some at the end of the show it, it, you go ahead drop this link in your discord you guys can you know flood the chat we're more than happy to have you guys come and shill those projects today um on this episode well brian up first um we've got bubblegum kids I don't know if you know this one. I actually minted a couple of these uh, months ago. I sold out. I am not in this project at all. It was one that I saw some uh, some traders that I follow in the stock market realm um, mention it on Twitter and change their profile picture, etc. Um, so we have a floor price of 0.11 right now. And they already actually did a companion drop, which was Bubblegum Puppies. Um, which those have an even uh, smaller floor price here. I think, yeah, 0 0.03. Um, if you scroll down here, you can take a look at some of these uh, puppies. They're actually uh, pretty cute here. Um, I mean, Brian, I mean, you're, you're a dog owner. I feel like this project here, um, you know, has got you written all over it. But uh, so Bubblegum Kids, they already delivered on their first roadmap. They will be unveiling roadmap. Uh, tomorrow, their new roadmap. Um, we take a look at the picture here. Uh, it says help portal technician needed roadmap 2.0, March 10th. Uh, Brian, that was a lot of talk and I'll let you uh, butt in here. So first off, did you know about Bubblegum Kids? I did not. Okay. All right. Well, what do you think so far of Bubblegum Kids, Bubblegum Puppies, the, the artwork and the style here? I definitely like the style. Um, the, I mean, it's not something I would, I guess, wear or put in my house or something like that, but I, I do like it. Um, they're adorable, but also uh, pretty well done. Like they're kind of, uh, I mean, well, I, I was going to say they're kind of like new wave or more like a, uh, what's, there was a, a certain aesthetic I was trying to think of, but I can't think of it now, but it's not, they're kind of all over the place. But one thing I wanted to, 
say uh, maybe we can answer JR's question on uh, what does uh, minted mean? And you can kind of tell them exactly what you think. Well, what minting is. Yeah, What's absolutely. Minting and buying on OpenSea. Absolutely. So JR, shout out to you. Um, great question in the chat. Yeah, so Bubblegum Kids, when they had their release, so when you have your initial project goes live, um, you offer the NFTs for sale via your website uh, most often. And what happens then is that people can go to your website and they can mint the project. And that is the initial sale of the NFTs. Uh, if you're familiar with the stock market, it's similar to an IPO, right? It's that initial offering um, where you sell out your collection or hope to sell out your collection. So I minted, which means I, I was the first owner of those particular assets. And then they show up later on OpenSea, they're in your wallet. And then, you know, people who were not able to mint can buy them what's this called the secondary market, which is typically OpenSea, where you can go and buy from people who have already, <coughs> you know, minted the collection. And those who have minted can also sell. So that is what minted means. The two main ways to get NFTs are to mint or to buy from the secondary market. Uh, JR, I hope that answered your question here. I'm going to go a little bit deeper on a kind of a more technical level to this, not to get too confusing, but just to kind of give more context and really explain what NFTs are. So an NFT also, uh, people think of NFTs as the artwork. They think that the NFT itself is the actual image that you get. And that is not true. An NFT is a non-fungible token. So you're actually getting a quote-unquote token like you would do where you're getting a crypto coin. Like if you own one Bitcoin or one Ether, which is the, the token, the coin that is on Ethereum. If you own one of those, the same thing as owning one Board Ape Yacht Club. You own one BAYC token, actually. And what happens is the, the image data... Nine times out of 10 is hosted on something like IPFS where they can host and the, the image data can always be pulled and then you can, it'll populate in something like OpenSea or in your MetaMask to show the image that you have, but you really have a token. So what you're doing is you're minting the token, you own the token once you buy it from the website and then later down the road, it will show and populate that you are the owner of this token and it'll show the image data and everything like that. It's pretty confusing, and the way Chris said it is a lot easier way to understand it from a very uh, a, a smaller perspective or a simpler perspective. But also knowing exactly what it is and how they work is pretty important in this space and kind of leads to less confusion down the road. I, I know that's a whole lot to kind of take in, but it is important to know how this technology works and what actually is happening behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, thanks for breaking that down. You know, the the more detailed technology um, description. Uh, JR, really hope that you got your question answered. That was a whole here. lot. <laughs> uh, uh, again, so so Bubblegum Kids, you know, Brian, I go back to the fact that they already did Roadmap 1.0. They delivered on it, right? They did, I think, a merch drop. They did the Puppy Mint. Um, they're going to release Roadmap 2.0. So, how important is this, you know, when these projects, these teams complete the initial roadmap, right? So when you say, hey, we're going to launch this project, we're going to do our mint, 
this is our roadmap. Do they have an obligation to like keep delivering past that initial roadmap? Is this a bonus for holders? Is this to keep the project going? What do you make of, you know, kind of roadmap 2.0 versus roadmap, you know, 1.0 or the initial roadmap? Um, I mean, I don't think anyone has any obligation to really anybody or anything because it's not like, it's just hard to explain with these kind of uh, projects. Um, but I, I think it's to keep the project alive and to give back to the holders and give them something to be excited about. Because one, one thing that happens with a lot of these projects and why they fail uh, with cryptocurrencies as well is because they don't really give anything to the users after the initial hype and the initial excitement of what they have. The more utility and more function that your product has, the more people want to get it and utilize it. And then you also run the, um, you know, you run kind of a scarcity and a FOMO aspect where if I don't have it, then I won't be a part of this whole thing. So adding more functionality, adding more items to the roadmap and everything is always a good thing. I would never say it's a negative thing. I'd say that they're trying to get their uh, more holders in and more uh, people holding for the longer term too. Because with these NFTs, it's not, you don't really want people constantly trading. I mean, that's how you get the volume up, but that's not really how you uh, retain and hold users or have holders. So adding more functionality and adding more items to the roadmap is a way to get them to come back and, you know, be excited to be part of the community. Yeah, you know, all excellent points. Again, you know, I like when these teams, they're able to deliver on that initial roadmap and then they launch a second roadmap, right? I think it shows, you know, longevity in the project. It shows that they're not just going to, you know, walk away with the cash. Um, and that holders have something to look forward to. Um, so, you know, I, I love when I am scrolling through Twitter and I see an announcement like that, right? Roadmap 2.0 coming on March 10th. And I put it, you know, I write it down in my notebook and I say, all right, like March 10th, going to take a look and see what the roadmap says. Or if it's a project I've been watching, I say, hey, wait a sec, maybe this could run going into the roadmap, you know, launch. So um, not financial advice, but that's something, you know, where maybe, if it's a project you're watching, you get into before the roadmaps unveiled, because let's say they talk about, you know, a token or an airdrop. Sometimes you can see a, a mini run on the project. So something to watch. But again, I don't own any of these. I minted them. I sold them. Um, but watching from the sidelines. And again, tomorrow we get that unveil of the roadmap. Uh, not sure what time, if it is before our episode tomorrow. Um, we'll try to bring you the details here live on the show. Uh, moving right along, we have another project uh, trading under 0.2 ETH, the floor. It actually had its public sale yesterday. Brian, this is one that I've been following along on Twitter. I didn't mint. I didn't even try to mint. Um, Super Ordinary Villains. So they had their pre-sale on March 8th, their public mint on March 9th. We have a floor of 0.115. It's a collection of 8,888 uh, generative uh, NFTs made up of super villains. Um, so again, I don't know a ton about like roadmap or any, oh, it already jumped 0.12, see? Um, but <laughs> they just did their public mint yesterday. So we're still unveiled, right? They have not revealed the artwork. Not sure when that is either. Um, but if we look at their Twitter, they've released some photos. They're kind of cool looking, Brian. 
Um, I'm kind of drawn in, but again, I don't know a ton about the the roadmap or anything. If anyone out there knows, um, you know, let me know or otherwise we can reach out to the team. But Brian, what do you think of, you know, this project or what do you know about it? I like, I don't know anything about this one actually, but I like that 90s vibe. Yeah, see, and that's kind of what drew me in, right? I, I like the colors. I like that, you know, they're calling them, they're calling them villains, um, you know, even though I, I don't know if I would like necessarily classify them as like your your typical uh, villain, hence the, the name super ordinary villains. Um, they've been sharing, you know, all kinds of different images over the past couple of weeks. They've been doing some kind of promo videos um, with some pop culture references, just kind of like, yeah, I mean, here you can see like an old like uh, TV infomercial, the 1-800 number, <laughs> um, you know, just kind of clever. Uh, and I'm drawn into something like that. So uh, I got to take you a look, find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call it, but uh, you're <laughs> you about to call it. It probably it's I feel like it's I don't know if you were launching an NFT brand, would you use a real number? Would you use like a a company's number would you buy your own 1-800 line and answer it like oh there you go disabled nothing <laughs> i guess the villains are out working brian and they can't mm -hmm. come to the phone right now <laughs> yeah uh all right well again you know this is a cool project i just wanted to bring it up uh under point two um yeah i love these ads that they're doing um, what was that other one we talked about, Brian, with the sheets, the like um, spreadsheets that battle each oh, other? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot what it was called. It. Uh, battle. A, uh, not battle sheets. I wanted to say that, but a sheet. That, that uh, makes sheet that fighter. Right, though. Sheet fighter. Sheet fighter. Oh, they're down no to point zero five, But that's what these commercials remind me of, is they did like some infomercials, um, you know, of like, uh, you know, their upcoming game and stuff. But uh, yeah, so that is Super Ordinary Villains. Um, again, we wanted to highlight some projects under point two. Speaking of point two, uh, Loser Club, which we looked at yesterday. Um, this one is trading right at point two, I believe. Um, oh, just under now. Um, this one, I still just, Brian, I don't know. I feel like this one's got a chance to, to see, see a run here, maybe. Um, the fact that, you know, we're getting other artists supporting it. Um, I'm seeing lots of people mention it on Twitter. Um, the artist has been very active, doing some live drawing sessions. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like this one, uh, has got some, uh, some room here. Some pizzazz. Oh, and do, did I just find a loser club bang gang? Uh-oh. Check that one out, Alyssa. Look at that. Look at that loser club fang gang. That's got Alyssa's name written all over that it. That is, that is pretty sweet. I don't know if that's a trait. Is that a, I wonder if that's a trait or if that is like a special, let's see. See, I don't even know what you would call that. How do you even? I don't know what you would, how you would find that. Was oh, that man. just a Twitter? It might have just been. Yeah, someone posted it on, on Twitter. Um, trying to see if that is like a trait. But wrong. That looks, that looks sweet. So I, I. Yeah, Brian, I feel like, like they added that. I feel like you think they added that. Is that not real? Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, it, to me, it looks like someone like photoshopped it. Well, Shout out Adobe we, again. <laughs> we did look at some yesterday, and I think like there was some lemon traits and some others. Mm-hmm. Brian, what do you think of this? If you're like an NFT artist, let's say it's your first collection, but you've owned and collected NFTs for a while. Um, you want to pay tribute. Do you think that's like the right call to do some of these traits? Do you think you have to reach out to the team and ask for permission, you know, to make sure you don't get like a DMCA request? Um, you know, do you offer whitelist well, to, to the I mean, project? <clears throat> what, do you, what do you think? It all here? depends on what they're, uh, <clears throat> what they allow you to do once you own the NFT, I guess. Cause a lot of projects say, Hey, you own all the rights. Yeah. Um, to this so if that's the case and i guess anyone can do whatever they want if they don't i, I mean i don't know it's a weird gray area it, it really is and we saw that with uh with crypto mori's right that's the the biggest example of recent memory where they got uh pulled from OpenSea. they got delisted for a while and the reason they did was that there was an artist who claimed that one of their traits had been copied from his um, existing mm-hmm. artwork. And OpenSea, not to talk down on them, but they essentially have a policy of, you know, take action now, ask questions later. I think and that's it, any company's policy. I mean, PayPal <laughs> is one of the biggest um, <clears throat> people who are companies that does this. They yeah. they'll give the money back to anybody and then you worry about it later. Yeah, which is great if you're the customer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so good if you're the company. Uh, good example there, Brian. But yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm an artist and I feel like I want to launch a project, like I feel like I want to incorporate, you know, some traits from other projects, pay tribute. But I almost feel like I would like reach out first, right? And, you know, oh, is, is that another one? Yeah, Brian, see, this, is, this has got to be a trait. That's a trait? Yeah, be one. yeah, Alyssa says it is. Oh, shit. This this is sweet. All right. Well, Alyssa's probably shopping right now in the background, getting her getting her fang gang on. Uh, but that's a sweet trait, Brian. I mean, again, like incorporating these other projects, I, I just I, I'm drawn to it. And I feel like it brings people to your collection, right? Because then, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get the artist of, you know, fang gang to post about it, right? I mean, again, it's not like you're like counting on that and you need that, but if they do, it brings, you know, new eyeballs to your, your mint or your collection. So I, I really like that. Um, Did we talk about furball. Someone brought up in the chat and I yeah, just let's, the website. It looks pretty cool. Let's talk about furballs. I know I looked at this one before. Um, it's been a little while though. Um, I'm seeing points, um, on open uh, I'm seeing 7,337.67. Jeez. Um, and let's see. So we you got can rent them. That's pretty cool. Kind of like Axie, I guess. Oh, yeah. So this is full on. Yeah. Play to earn game, Brian. You know what, how I feel about play to earn. Sign me mm-hmm. up. You got to be in their discord. I mean, they, they know what they're doing, huh? Explore battle voyages, bosses. Yeah. Man, I have not taken a look at this in a while, and I'm I'm gonna have to uh, gonna have to do it now. So, I mean, yeah, you got like full on game mode videos here on their website. Um, that's pretty sweet. Look at that, Brian, right there, like that image, like beating the boss. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, 
Theodore in the chat. So asking about furballs, is this a project that you currently own? If so, you know, tell us more about it. Do you own more than one? Um, can you, you know, get started by only owning one? Do you have to own a couple like you do on Axie? Um, let us know. Otherwise, we'll probably figure it out here in a in a minute from their their website. But uh, how many followers we got? I mean, that's a pretty big following too. So thanks for checking them out. Tag me in their Discord for more info. All right. So Theodore, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in the Discord out. now. If you are Theodore, um, I will holler at your boy let yeah let's get us we're gonna have to try to get furballs on i mean brian we've talked a lot about play to earn i'm always curious to hear more see like that looks sweet like i mean yeah like this it reminds me a lot of like axie but i feel like it's got more of like the art element to it and i feel like it's a little bit like i don't know how how else to say it but like newer looking than than the axes um but yeah No, this is oh, cool. Yeah. So Theodore, thanks for bringing that up. See, and they all have weapons. Um, like I saw like, yeah, pencil asparagus, we got a match. Um, oh yeah, see, we got some rares here. I'm tagging you right now, Theodore. I, I, I don't know your name, so I'm gonna put at- I'm thinking it's at TF111 because that's how the, the post was ended there. Brian. It's your boy. I said at Theodore. It's you can start boy. by owning one. There are different leaderboards when boss battles come out. Teams of one, three, and five. I own 18-ish. All right. Well, Theodore uh, owns 18 of them, Brian. Um, 0.67, though. Uh, might have to get started. Might have to get one of these and uh, start playing the game. Um, and then, so you earn... Um, what is it? You earn the fur token, right? Um, so I'm assuming that you can buy and sell um, fur as well on some of these uh, these uh, platforms. Um, and also renting out your fur balls. Um, how much? I wonder how much they cost to rent. It said you gotta do the, like the whole scholar thing, and I don't know. It seems uh, pretty cool. So I that's like that's this. similar to Axie with the scholars, yeah. See, that's me. I feel like I would, Brian, I feel like I would buy one. I'd play for a while. And then when I got bored with the game and move on to my next game, then I'd be like, oh, I can rent these out. So instead of like completely selling out of the project, I can yeah, rent, have like someone staking. else do the work for me. Yeah. And, you're like staking it. Yeah, exactly. See, that's, I love that. Right. Theodore, I see you. I see this little furball action. Yeah. No, that's sweet. So play to earn, Brian. I mean, we, we've talked about it for so long. These play to earn games are just growing and growing. And I mean, another example here of one where you can, you know, buy in and earn money along the way through several means, right? Either, you know, uh, renting, selling the token, selling your NFTs, um, different ways renting is free scholarship sign up is happening now more details coming soon oh brian see more details all right well theodore thanks for sharing that in the chat i, I mean this is a cool one um brian wanted to get to some some more news here uh, a project that we talk about you know often talk about a lot hopefully no one ever gets tired of me mentioning of course board ape yacht club right so mm -hmm. Over the past couple of days, we did get a couple um, bigger sales, and one was big because of you know the amount, and the other one was big um, because of who bought it, the NFT. So let's start with the big purchase. 
um, an account, uh, nobody.eth, who is a big board ape holder, bought board ape number 3666, which is a six trait golden brown fur ape, blindfold army hat, black suit. Bought he it. is it's the number 1378th most rare. And he paid 250 ETH, $636,000. Um, the same user already owns uh, one that he spent $1.8 million on, which was a gold fur ape, which we, of course, know, you know how rare those are. So after this purchase, now nobody is the 24th largest ape holder. He owns 14 board apes. Um, worth at least $8.0 million, according to Evaluate. Uh, he also has 10 mutant apes, 3 board ape kennel club dogs, 10 M1 mutant serums, and 5 M2 mutant serums. Brian, 250 ETH, that's a pretty decent purchase here. Um, we actually saw the floor price of board apes kind of come down. Um, are you surprised, you know, that people are still hunting for some of these rarer traits or you think that's where we're at now is people that want to get in and buy more board apes are now, you know, paying more attention to the traits versus the, the floor price. Um, <clears throat> I, I, that's such a hard question because I, I really don't know. I, I, I mean, I think people are going to try to get board apes whenever, wherever they can. I don't think that they're ever going away. I think that they are just going to be like crypto punks and continue to be the forefront of NFTs and um, be the main blue chip that everyone aspires to be. Um, I think that soon we're going to see some more projects like um, board apes that are going to shatter these records and ceilings and everything. It's just who knows who's going to be on top and what the next fad will be. Um, you know, what the next big thing is going to happen in this space. It's so, it's so crazy because one week um, you're, you can become a millionaire just by being in this random discord and you're all about this project. And then the next week, if you don't sell out, you, you know, you, you're still rich, but you're not nearly as what you were. And then the following month you find the same thing again. It's who knows? Oh man. I just got yeah. these projects. <laughs> right. And, you know, the, the blindfold tray, it looks like there's 264 with the blindfold. Brian, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've looked at a lot of board ape traits and I feel like the blindfold one isn't one I see that often. And I don't know if it's one, That's you know, that, point. that personally, like I I'm in love with here. I don't know. Like I just, I feel like it almost takes away a little bit from, you know, actually seeing the eyes and the, the traits. What do you think of a blindfold trait here? Um, I'll be honest. I'm pretty indifferent to it. Uh, to me, each one of these, since they're such a high level, such, you know, the, the typical blue chip and on such a, the floor price is so ridiculous. I'd be super thankful just to have one. You know, it doesn't right. matter what it is. Let alone 14. Yeah. <laughs> or like our friend Franklin, who's back up to, to 37 again now. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's, it's unfathomable. You got it. To think about, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, all right, Brian, we also got word that a, I mean, I, I want to call him a celebrity. Um, I don't know if he jumps out as like an A-lister, but 
Uh, Sinester Gates, who is the guitarist for Avenged Sevenfold, uh, mm -hmm. a band, he bought another Bored Ape um, this week. So they have not their own NFT project. They do have their own NFT project. And Brian, I didn't know this, but he actually already previously owned uh, some Bored Ape NFTs here. So let me break down. He bought um, Bored Ape number 7220 for 75 ETH. Um, that wasn't very far off the floor. Take a look at this one, Brian. I mean, that's a floor ape. And again, no blindfold. He's got kind of like the, the VR uh, instead, the beanie, the red fur, the skeleton. Like, I feel like I like this one more, even though it costs less. But again, that's kind of what, you know, the difference of traits and the, you know, difference of opinions um, in terms of rarity here. What do you think of this uh, floor, ape. floor ape that he bought? The old flape? Yeah, the flape. Um, is that a phrase? If not, we should. Yeah, we, should we copy just made one. Flape that, flape that ETH, flape that soul, Brian. Go. Flape. <laughs> um. Yeah, I actually do kind of like this one. Yeah. See, I I like this one. Uh. And wait, is it already listed for sale at ninety? Yeah. So he bought it for oh, seventy five. Yeah, we, we can cover that. <laughs> bought it for seventy five, and he's like, "Oh, I'll list it for sale at 90. Um. But Brian, I didn't know this, but along with the one he just bought, he actually owns um, a couple other bored apes. And some of these are some rare ones. Um, he has bored ape number 1119, which is a trippy fur ape. Um, and if you don't know, for any of our listeners and viewers, there it is. Trippy fur is one of the rarest traits um, in Bored Apes NFTs, let me try to find um, the fur here, Trippy. There's 77, Brian, in the collection. Um, and the floor price right now on Trippy Fur, 255 And he bought it for 25 ETH months ago. How about that? <laughs> I mean, who needs to make music and who needs to go on tour, um, you know, with that? And he also, I'm, I'm a big fan of when people do this, right? With Bored Apes, Bored Ape Kennel Club, Mutant Apes, where they kind of own the set. He also has a trippy fur um, dog. Look at that. Doesn't that look sweet? Yeah, I always forget about... Uh... The old Kennel Club. See, and Kennel Club's the cheapest one right now to, to uh -huh. get into the ecosystem. Uh, so, like, when the Ape Tokens launched, if, if Kennel Club gets access to that, I still feel like that's the way to go. Um, 5.69 floor right now. I mean, uh, if someone buys my Wonder Pal, I mean, I'd be, like, halfway there. Brian, I, I do – well, and Alyssa, I do have an update on my Wonder Pal. Are you ready for this? Spit it. I got a new offer this morning oh, shoot so let me I guess it, all right i have it listed at three what's your guess uh 2.5 2.2 Ooh, i was close it's the same person that previously offered 1.9 he wants it so we're we're getting up there okay so hey if you're watching the show if uh, i forgot your name now but if you're watching the show keep going you're you're getting closer you're getting warmer I might let go below three, Brian. Mm -hmm. So, but 2.2 .2 is the current high offer on it. So, I mean, I, I wish I was able to sell and, you know, yeah, get a, get a kennel club. Cause you know, the more I think about that is it, sweet, but yeah, 2.2, .2, it's still there. When's it expire? I, I feel like I don't have, 
Oh, we got a little bit of time, but, um, but yeah. So I, I'm still just kind of, you know, watching, seeing what happens. But that was the email I got this morning, Brian, was you got a new offer. And I was like, all right, let's hear it. 2.2. So getting there. Um, all right. Well, so that was the Event 7 full uh, guitar player. Uh, again, the trippy board ape, the trippy fur uh, dog. He also bought that new board ape. Um, Brian, uh, South by Southwest is happening soon. And that's like kind of like a music and art festival that's been going on for years. And it's also starting to trend and get, you know, some NFTs there. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be several of the bigger NFT projects that have a presence at South by Southwest. I've already seen a couple press releases, a couple embargoes on some uh, that I some I can't even talk about publicly yet. Um, but one of them that shared on Twitter is Doodles. So Doodles put out a post and they said, March 12th, activation opens, March 13th, fireside chat, March 14th, closing party with unrevealed guest. Um, what do you think, Brad? I mean, first off, this picture looks sweet, right? That they're doing like this whole land at South by Southwest in Texas, um, exit through the gift shop, talking Doodles, uh, Secret musical performance, holder exclusive live stream. So like in order to even get into part of this, you have to own a doodle and also maybe to attend that concert. What do you think, Brian? We saw this with Bored Apes, right? Where they did that concert um, with some uh, some artists and they also had some comedians and you had to own a Bored Ape to get in. Is that a new trend that we're going to continue to see at these bigger festivals, um, like Doodles offering this for their holders? I think so. I hope so. I think that's really, really cool. I really like that aspect. You know, it gives you extra incentive to hold, right. and Doodles are probably my favorite artwork. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still love that color, and I feel like they were one of the first to ever do the the pastel colors like that, right? And, you, you know, I, I've we've seen lots of derivatives. Um, you know, and I just really feel like the, the color is awesome. Um, and, and that is another project that I wish I was in, um, and, you know, just haven't been able to get in yet. Um, but you know, with that being said, Doodles is going to have a huge presence at South by Southwest. Um, Brian, real quick, we're starting to wrap up here. Um, and again, guys in the chat. Let us know if there's any more projects you want us to look at if you're watching us live right now. And we talked yesterday about Boss Beauty's role models, right? The celebrity, the his historical figures that they are doing via auction. So the auction kicked off this morning at 10 a.m. And it goes until March 12th. So if we scroll through now, Brian, we have some bids on these projects. Um, so, you know, we're seeing uh, 0.1 on Amelia Earhart is is in last place. Sorry, sorry, Amelia Earhart. Um, and then some of these other ones have a, a minimum bid or a top bid of one. Um, but I didn't even scroll all the way to the bottom. But, Brian, I want to see if we were right. Um, who has the highest bid so far? Because um, so far we're just seeing ones, right? Mm -hmm. It is still early. Bids just started at 10 a.m. today. Um, so maybe, oh, is that our highest bid so far is one ETH then? 
man, these might be more affordable than I thought. I mean, we do have like three days, Brian. What do you think? You think people are just waiting this out to to bid on this? Or do you think maybe we don't see, you know, as much interest or as high a bids as, you know, you and I kind of thought on this project? Honestly, I think it could be the latter. I think that we might not see, you know, some crazy numbers that we thought originally. I mean, who really, who knows? It's so subjective that it could be anything. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're one of ones. They're from a, you know, an artist, a collection that's already been out there. They've got, you know, a, a decent following. So I feel like I'm a little surprised that some of them haven't gone, you know, higher. Um, not to say that they're all going to go for, you know, 10 to 20 ETH. Um, but, you know, I really feel like some of the the other ones could go higher than this. Um, I mean, Brian, I, I don't have enough to bid on a bunch of these, but I mean, part of me wants to take a look at, at some of these at that, that one ETH. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, it looks like I see another one in the chat. I don't know if I know this project at all. Colt and Rain. Might have to help us out here in the chat with some more. Oh, I think I found it. Bash and crypto brand merging NFTs. All right. So we already have a project out. 0.265. 1,400. Physical sneaker redemption window is now closed. No more physical sneakers. Huh. See, so this is... Okay. Brian, I'm starting to see this a couple places now. I, I remember seeing a drop from an artist that designed some Nike shoes, did one um, with the University of Oregon, I think, where you got an NFT of the sneaker and then you also got a redemption to get a physical uh, shoe um, or maybe a set of two. I, I, I guess I don't know if it was a pair or one. What do you think of that, though? Like these fashion brands... Um, you know, and also the, you know, uh, companies like this doing the physical redemption along with the NFT. So you get both, you get to own the NFT and you get the physical. Do you think that's a, a good way to, to get holders excited here? I do. Um, I know that <clears throat> gap did one and I actually, I bought one of the gap, um, NFTs. I got the green hoodie and now I kind of want their collab because, uh, if you have the NFT, you get the um, the IRL um, hoodie that they made. And for the Gap one uh, specifically, you can buy the final form, the one that you, you need to buy six of them, combine them, and then you get like the final form. Then you can get the hoodie, but you can buy uh, the final one on uh, OpenSea, or not OpenSea, but Object um they're the nft platform they're using because it's on the Tez the tezos blockchain um and it's cheaper than trying to buy all six and then put them all together so i might just do that and we'll see i don't know but i i like this because it, it's just like the thing we talk about the doodles in south by southwest yep. um you know you get a in real life item if you are a holder of this certain nft and I think that's awesome. I'm all about it. I think that brings hype. I think that brings a lot more utility. And I think that, you know, uh, another aspect that they could try to do is say you, your 
your NFT, you get the in real life product. You can only get one, but if you transfer it, now that person, uh, that other person can get the in real life product too. You know, Ooh, you know? yeah, yeah it's pretty neat. Yeah, I like that because that's the thing. Like we go and we look and it says redemption window has closed. That makes me immediately think that the the price is going to drop on these, right? Because if you if you own the sneaker NFT now, all it is is the NFT, the physical aspects gone. So I kind of like that. But we do see uh, from Glenston in the chat saying that their next drop is a bomber jacket. So I mean, maybe if you didn't get the shoe, you can still get in and get you know other merch. It looks like they're doing head to toe. Um, I do want to hit on this other comment that we got here from uh, GT Nuts in the chat. Uh, I believe he's uh, saying one ETH. So you talk about one ETH like it's nothing. I'm a poor man. I'm an upland. Upland oh, for me, me, that's my starter. Wish me luck. Mm -hmm. All right. So two points here. Number one, one ETH is something. It's not nothing. Um, yeah, I don't. I, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I can't just go out and buy right all then. of these. But the, my point with the Boss Beauties was these are one of one pieces. One ETH for a one of one really is not that expensive, but I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, to, to a normal person, yeah, one ETH is still a couple thousand dollars. On the Upland front, Brian, I know you've talked about Upland before, so mm -hmm. I have the app. I was in there, and I was one of those people who forgot to renew my passport, and I lost my properties in Upland. What do you mean? I don't understand. So like there was this thing where like if you you had to renew your passport every seven days and if you didn't, you lost your property and I must have like missed my renewal notification. So I don't know. Maybe I was too much of a beginner on it and I didn't own enough. I was like, a, I don't I, I, I you never remember had that? that part. I, I oh. have a bunch of properties myself on Upland and they just opened Detroit. I did see that. Yeah. So, yeah. They They're started in Cal California, right? I, I have two in California and uh, two in Chicago, or I have a bunch in uh, New York and a couple in Chicago. But I the ones in California, I have a lot of bids for. And I, I, I started out on Upland when it first started. And so I got a bunch of them when they were on like 2000 or you know below yeah, that's, 2000 that's, see, I think I paid like 2200 for, yeah, for a couple. Yeah, and now they're, I mean, it's ridiculous amounts. I'm yeah. pulling mine up to see right now, but yeah, I <clears throat> it was one of the first blockchain uh, projects that I did, and it's really one of the only blockchain projects that I know of that's on the EOS blockchain. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's pretty unique, and they've got you know the mobile app for it, and I mean it was pretty easy to use. But like I said, something about like I either had to like add money, buy more property or something to become like mm -hmm. the next level up. And because I wasn't that next level, oh, I had I to know keep, you mean. Before I had to keep a pro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah before right. I became a pro, I had to keep renewing and I, Brian, I just missed my window one yeah. of those days and I, I lost my, I lost my, I think you I own two, two properties. So I might just have to start over because hmm. now that they're in Detroit, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel might like as well. might as well. Right. So. All right. Well, uh, shout out to our chat for bringing some of these uh, projects to our attention. Again, we brought you a couple projects trading under 0.2 ETH that are on our radar. That's not financial advice. Brian and I don't own them. Um, just a couple that we're looking at. And we do have that roadmap coming from Bubblegum Kids tomorrow. 
And as I mentioned on tomorrow's episode, we will have uh, the Flower Girls. We'll be talking with the team. We'll find out what that deal with Dolphin Entertainment means. Um, Upland did away with that. That's only for new people for free. Yeah, see, so I got I got screwed because I was, I guess, around when that was a rule, and now it's not. But whatever, you win some, you lose some. But uh, Theodore, thank you as well. Um, and for the shout out here again, if you are watching us live on YouTube right now, please smash the like, please subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel. Brian, we're actually getting close to the 150,000 subscriber milestone on YouTube. I remember when we passed a hundred thousand mm-hmm. subscribers, it was live on pre-market prep one morning. That was pretty cool to see, right. As someone who's worked on the video team to see, you know, the, the subscribers take over and now we're about to hit 150,000. So shout out to anyone who already subscribes. And if you don't consider helping Benzinga hit that milestone, if you are watching this video after the fact, you can still like, and subscribe, share this video with your friends. And also a shout out to all our podcast listeners, which is a growing number out there. So Brian, some people must not not like uh, looking at us while we talk and they just want to hear audio. There's nothing wrong with that. I I get it. I get it. Um, So shout out to you guys as well. Uh, But that's going to do it for us today. And as I said, tomorrow, the flower girls, Uh, Brian, anything else to leave us off on today? No, sir. All right. We'll take care, everyone. Stay tuned. Pre-market prep at the close coming up with Joel and Spencer soon, breaking down all the top stock and crypto news. And shout out once again to our friends at FTX for sponsoring today's episode. We will see everyone tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Take care.